0: A comic book pit. Okay.
1: Episode 315. I am your host, Dan Greenwald, and uh, with me in the totally awesome and amazing Sorotron Media Studios in lovely Beachview, Pennsylvania. Uh, To my right this time, I've got (laughs) Scott the Duke (laughs) Headland. What's up? To my left, blending in nicely to the purple couch, (laughs) Camouflage. Brandon Link. Cop Millward. And this is our uh this is our general conversation episode where we just talk about uh things in and around the world of comics and comics culture and so we had a few topics floating around in our our pre show conversation this afternoon. Um so the I, I think the first one I'm gonna throw out there and I probably know the least about this and, and there maybe because there's the least amount of information out there. But, um, so once again, I don't know. I, I don't know if that's even fair to say, cause I haven't really been following uh, a lot of the X titles, but Marvel is once again, shutting the doors on the, uh, the X line and rebooting it with its new, uh, it's, it's new creator, uh, Jonathan Hickman. Whoa yep so um, and there's gonna I, I, it sounds like there's gonna be two two main books uh, initially House of X and Power of X okay that they are calling like H-O-X and P-O-X so I Hawks and Pox which <laughs> <Alrighty>. <laughs> okay okay uh, so I don't know I don't know what to think about this anymore I I, well. I miss well except that uh, I miss the X-Men I I used to, that was like my go-to book. I started reading comics with Uncanny X Men two oh seven. I still remember the the issue number and the cover of the book and everything. And I was a big X reader, um, up through like into the three hundreds, and then I just kind of dropped off. Yeah. Um, and I think I read. I, I loved uh, Uncanny X Force. That was the Rick Remender book. But other than that, I've really Oh, and, and, and X Factor has been pretty was pretty good, the uh Peter David yeah. X Factor. But I, I miss like I miss the X Men. <laughs> you know, I miss yeah, good yeah. X Men. Well you, you
2: miss know. the you miss the family. Yeah. That's what it is. It's like the X Men were in the especially in the eighties, they were the family. Like right. The yeah. other teams were hero teams. They were a family of mm. heroes. Yeah. And so.
1: like the whole like not only the family but the whole um the, the school setting, mm-hmm. um, you know, Professor X. I mean, there there were just a lot of constants, and you know, uh, surrounding the whole X, mm-hmm. you know, mythos. And what it just feel like they just they they've blown it up and p- tried to put it back together so many times that it's like.
2: Well, I guess that's my big question: is 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 this going to be a complete reboot or us? start over point like what they haven't really said yet i think
3: i just know th- I, I know that this age of x thing's going on which is like some sort of multi else elseworlds reality warping okay. ha- house of m bumbo jumbo kind of okay. feel um i don't know what caused it or how it's going <laughs> on i'm reading like one book and it's, yeah. it's this weird beatnik book called <laughs> age of x where it's got it's got Dazzler. It's like a beatnik in it. Oh okay. I'm like, okay yeah. cool. I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah. gonna check this out. Why <laughs> Dazzler's not? Dazzler's in it. Yeah, basically. Um, we're we're like her and Apocalypse are like fighting for free love and like all this other weird oh, stuff. Oh man. And I think everybody's oh, yeah. a mutant or something or like no. There's some like weird okay. thing where like, uh they they wiped out religion and love and like all this other stuff because that led to war and hate and like oh. the, the persecution of mutants or something. Okay. Uh, it was interesting enough, but I was like, I, I have no clue what's happening beyond <laughs> that. But I think it, I think that's leading up into this. Yeah. At least uh, that would make sense to me. I guess what's wha- so they're gonna probably you know snap back to some semblance of yeah. a reality. Well, the and that'll be the new status quo.
1: I think that the, the best era no, or best right? decades of the X Men was when they were the the mutant outcasts, and and and, and the whole mutant lifestyle or the mutant whatever was, you know, such a, um, an allegory for anyone yeah. who feels like an outcast. And mm-hmm. I feel like in this day and age that like they really could capitalize on all the disenfranchised groups of people that are getting like effed over mm-hmm. left and right in this country. And I mean, it's like they're, they, they could be relevant again. Mm hmm with you know, under the right you mm-hmm. know, under the right guides. Yeah.
3: I going to be that guy I'm gonna say I don't think that's Jonathan Hickman.
1: I don't think so either. I, no. I don't I don't think he's yeah. he's, he's not a character driven no, writer. Like,
3: yeah. yeah, and even as a creator this is gonna be me beating my like uh, social justice drum here, but he's he's just a white dude writing about that. And it's like mm-hmm. why not get somebody from that disenfranchised group to write the X Men mm-hmm. when they have a better perspective on that shit. Yeah. They're, like, Not that you know they can't you know a regular you know white privilege blah 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 yeah, I I mean, can't do Chris, that. Chris but, Claremont wrote yeah, the X Men exactly
1: for, for decades, and he made us believe that the X Men were what they were. Yeah, you know these the uh, they, they lived on the fringe, and they and they looked out for each other, and mm-hmm. they looked out for the people that or for other mutants and and um, yeah, and and for a long time, I mean, like I said, I mean we believed it. Yeah, but. Um, yeah, Jonathan Hickman is not. He's he's a good writer. He's a good like. I feel like he's a good idea. Yeah. Writer, you know, he's a good mm-hmm. idea guy. Um, I, I I I don't like I said I, I I don't think he's good at actually like cultivating characters.
3: No, I can't think of a single time that I've read a Hickman book. I me mean, like, wow, you really compelled me with like the, the character, yeah. a single character. It's always the concept. For yeah, him. exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's always.
2: Well, he he uh he has that expansive story uh method like yeah. he he started mm-hmm. what with the fantastic Four and then he uh turned it into the Avengers yeah and mm-hmm. then the Avengers became you know the secret war the secret, secret war, war and, yep and then it became the multiverse secret war you know or whatever mm-hmm. you know like which I still say that wasn't a secret war if the whole multiverse is involved <laughs> like if it's all on one planet and everybody's in it, it's not a secret. Yeah. <laughs> I, th- I I I th- I think they just
1: wanted to dust off the title Secret War. They did, you know, yeah. because yeah. yeah, there was nothing secret about but, it. But yeah.
2: But he grew that, you know, over how many years and I mm-hmm. I I just see him doing the same thing again with X-Men.
3: And which I mean uh, so. that makes sense as like an architect to the X-Men that yeah. there's always well, I, you know, there's two main X-books, but there's always like too many X-books usually yeah. mm-hmm. where you're like this is a lot to keep track of. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I feel as if he would be the dude to keep track of that, yeah. but maybe not necessarily He wouldn't write them write all. It. Yeah. Just be like, oh, this is the general idea. You should write this, you should do right. that, and then,
1: you know. Right. I wish they would just... I could see that. Yeah, but it's like, just start... But it, and you know they're not going to, but it's like, just start with one book. <laughs> yeah. Just build one book, and then, like, give it... I mean, don't do anything with at least, like... If, you know, don't try to branch off for at least a year or a year and a half. Like, mm-hmm. actually build something before you spl- <laughs>
2: you know splinter into something else. You know. Yeah. <laughs> but I just see I just see like a room full of Beyonders all laughing at that though. They're just like, no, <laughs> we need more number ones. Yeah. yeah. And they are beyond the, the Beyonders. Whenever that's my rule of thumb too is whenever the Beyonders come in, that's editorial. Yeah. That's my. Mm-hmm. That's in my head. I'm immediately out, and I'm like, it's like Bugs Bunny, you know, shouting at the penciler. Yeah, you know, <laughs> at that point. So, um. yeah, it's
1: like, like I said, I, I, I don't want him to fail, but like I said, I mean, I, I don't think he's he's just not the right person to do this, no. and and the and the X Men d- desperately need a return to greatness. Yeah, because just for so long they've just been
2: it's too convoluted
1: yeah and, and I don't know why it's such a complicated I just um, think because they keep all that,
2: they keep all that continuity yeah that's I mean
3: that's why it's it's just yeah it kept getting and even some of that's Claremont's fault like he did some weird things yeah, yeah. He, and nobody's ever been like yeah no we don't need 10 different gene grays <laughs> yeah and like
1: you know what and, and they just keep it
3: and that's, then they, yeah it's like a you know this jenga tower
1: that's the other thing. I'm tired of everything being revolving around Jean Grey, Cyclops, and Emma Frost, and, and Apocalypse, Apo- and like Wolverine. It's yeah. like, like the the, the X Men used to be such a a, a great cast of characters, mm-hmm. and now it's just like if if it doesn't. Or and 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 uh, Kitty Pride, Like Kitty Pride yeah. is like for some reason. I mean, not that she's not a great character, but it's like. They made her the center point for a long time, yeah of a lot of books and 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 I' said this before I think it's a I think it's a, just a mm-hmm. shame that they've taken away her costume, they've taken away her name mm-hmm. like bring her back as shadow cat, yeah. yeah like like bring the fun back to the x men like like they they were superheroes, but they weren't traditional superheroes yeah. you know like they were still you know like. When, when people needed help, they looked for the Fantastic Four and the Avengers, but if the X-Men showed up, you know, they'd be like, oh, we're cool. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I,
3: I feel as if it's like every other year, there'd be, you know, one really good X-Men book. Be like, oh, that's super cool. Like, um, I think Jason Aaron's Wolverine and the X-Men was like a a good, mm. fun, goofy school book where mm-hmm. it was like, oh, it's their, their, their teachers, they're kind of going on like away missions and doing whatever, and it's yeah. wacky hijinks kind of thing with Wolverine trying to run the school because Xavier was dead or missing and or whatever at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and that seemed cool. But then I know after, I even like the Bendis stuff. But then after Bendis left, it sort of became, I don't actually know what it became. It kind of got more convoluted again.
1: Yeah, and, and, and that wasn't, I, I do remember reading and enjoying the first maybe two dozen issues of that. I forget what it was called, but it was, it was the, the title where he brought back the original X-Men. He yeah, brought the original the X-Men. All,
3: yep, all new X-Men. Yeah. yeah.
1: And, um, yeah, but then after a while, even that became Well, yeah, because they, they never went back. <laughs> yeah. They, and, like, what happened to those?
3: I think they characters. finally wrapped that up. I, I don't know what happened. I haven't, I haven't read it yet. Um, I m- might have it laying around somewhere, but... But did they... I, I think they all got put back where they were supposed to be at some point. Okay. Um, hmm. or they murdered them all. One or the <laughs> other. But I know, I know that they're not around anymore. They definitely. I think. I think it was called. Um, oh, it was called extinction, because oh. it was you know ominous. Yeah, but so not you know. extinction agenda,
2: which <laughs> was a different. Yes. Book. Yeah. Different.
1: P- yeah. yeah. We can only use words with the with the letter X in them. Yeah. To describe things. <laughs> um, but that wasn't. Even, I mean,
3: that wasn't Bendis. That was. Um, Lemire, maybe. Was, oh, yeah, maybe, who, yeah. It was whoever was writing X-Men at the time. Mm. Yeah, I, I bailed, Colin I bailed on, the,
2: on the Bendis era because it never felt like there was actually any story. Like he...
3: That's fair, yeah.
2: That it was always like they were just hanging out, you know, like uh, we're going on a shopping trip. Yeah. You know, and then we come back and then we argue about something. It's like... What, what's this about you know like I couldn't do it anymore yeah, I was just I like mean, I don't know what's their, about yeah anymore. their
3: ultimate goal was like how do we get home and they were like well we don't know <laughs>
2: yeah. and then it was like wacky
0: thing yeah. Yeah. Be, yeah.
1: well that's the other thing you know and and Bendis wasn't the answer either no yeah. I don't think Bendis has ever had a good handle on the X-Men even right back when I think wasn't wasn't he one of the writers on Ultimate X-Men mm. or am I thinking of someone else no Ulti- yeah. I thought he yeah. I, I thought he, he never had ta- a hand he never, in it. He never touched okay. Ultimate yeah. X-Men yeah. Okay.
3: A lot of good talent touched that book, but that book was never a good book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you could throw – I mean, they threw um, – Oh, they, Yeah, so many people tried
1: to write that book, and they it, couldn't.
3: It was uh, – oh, I'm blanking now. Uh, the Runaways writer.
1: Oh. Brian K. Vaughan.
3: Brian K. Vaughn wrote some of it. Yeah. I think Nick Spencer wrote some of it. Oh, wow. Um, oh, uh, Robert, Robert Kirkman. Kirkman oh, wrote th- I think that's it. who I was thinking oh, of. Wow. Like, like um, big names like yeah. wrote
1: that book. And
3: Fraction might have written some. Like, it was just a a every big name that went on to do great things mm-hmm. <laughs> tried to do something with an X Men book, <laughs> yeah, or that X Men book, and
1: just couldn't do n- it. Yeah. yeah,
3: it all flopped.
1: Yeah, and you would think okay. like an Ultimate X Men book should be like, oh, uh, this should be like license to print money. Yeah. You know, just yeah.
3: Yeah you can do whatever you want with the X-Men, have fun, and then they mm-hmm. couldn't sell issues of it.
2: Well, I'll, yeah. be, the, I'll be the, I feel like the, the unpopular opinion would be that I think Hickman is going to do a good job. I'm okay. Gonna, I'm just going to say, because I, I do think he's a good architect as far as, like, setting up, like, a, you know, a, a grand story arc. Yeah. I don't want to use the word grand design because that, <laughs> I don't want to encroach on Ed. You well, know? Maybe, maybe, but,
1: maybe if he were co-writing it with somebody... Well, that's what I, would, I mean. I, is I would I th- agree with you. Yeah,
2: I think though, like you, like you, like uh, Link said, I think that he's going to be, you know, um, the conductor. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, and then he's going to appoint other people to write the the uh, the projects. But mm-hmm. I think he's good at when if they're rebooting the entire mutant line, that's a lot of books. Yeah, you know, and if they're going to have, I I can't think of somebody else though that would be you know, available what that the, would do that. What, you know, what, that would be able to do that. So. And
1: from what I read, it sounds like they're, it's not like they're, every mutant book is going to get like a reboot. It sounds like they're. St- they are kind of starting off small. Yeah. Okay. And they're going to build back up. Like, like I said, they're, they're starting with that house of X and power of X. I think they're, they're limited series. And then they're going to, I guess, have like a main X-Men book. Mm-hmm. Um, But yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I don't know again if he's gonna just,
2: like you said, be the the overall creator, and then is Hickman uh, East of West? Yes, yeah. Okay, so that's a book I wish would end. You know, because (laughs) spoke about is it still going? I think it's still going, but now now it's guaranteed that it will never end. If he's going on to X Men, he's never gonna work on that book. like because I yeah. I liked East of West and it was another one of those where they build out these really cool things but then you get the sense that like this isn't going to go like it it's not going to resolve yeah. it's just mm-hmm. going to continue on and on and on and and um and now I have like I quit buying it like probably 2 years ago but yeah. it still comes out sporadically I I wouldn't even say there's been 12 issues in 2 years now wow. so I don't know, well, I mean, I think maybe they like
3: issue forty something are they I, I mean, think I might be off, but yeah, it was like a big number, okay, where I was like oh what well that's that's positive, but yeah, it's but still, yeah, I'm like
2: what,
1: yeah, but yeah, that was actually when it, it started like like seven or eight years ago, or yeah, something. Yeah. still
3: he was still doing Marvel secret wars one yeah I, was when I, like a little bit before right. I started it
1: so well, I remember when when we went to new york comic con um I went up to his table I think I might have gotten the first trade from his table and we went to NYCC in 2013 yeah and I'm not saying like only the first trade was out, I think maybe the but the the book was probably only into the teens yeah and that was you know I think that's six you know I think, I think it
3: takes like three or four months breaks in between like yeah. every trade or something okay it seems like yeah it, it seems, seems like forever it, yeah <laughs> It's
2: But I think if he you know, at least with at Marvel he has editors and he has people that are like well, yeah, he we have did. to you know right. and, and have writer to meetings. To. Yeah, writer meetings and stuff like that are yeah. gonna Real, man in.
3: I, I know that I know at the, the X Men Summit meeting that a lot of the, the current X Men writers were very excited okay. about whatever he's doing. Right, so cool. I, I took that as a good sign. Okay. Not that they're going to go on Twitter and be like, well, yeah. this is yeah. going to suck. Yeah. But I mean, they seem
2: pretty excited. If they're just like, he has a lot of ideas. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it, I assumed if it wasn't
3: anything, it would have just kept quiet. Yeah. So.
1: <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, I guess to be fair, we, you know, I guess we should be cautiously optimistic i mean yeah, like Lisa, that's that's it's not like yeah. we want we are actively rooting against jonathan hickman yeah. but you know we just with his track record and for what the the line needs to happen you know it's just gonna be a lot of work mm-hmm. and like so hopefully he's hopefully he's up to the task yeah <laughs> so <laughs> we're rooting for you hickman <laughs>
2: um so uh, what else were we going to talk about? Um, uh, you had, oh, had something. Well, we were going to maybe talk about Three Rivers a little bit, but we didn't want to oh, yeah. get like deep into it. Yeah, like, just not a, a deep deep dive. Right. Yeah. So last but, weekend
1: was uh, uh, Three Rivers Comic Con. It was uh, over Mother's Day weekend, and um, I had a, a significant <laughs> part yeah. of it. I was I was one of the. Uh, one of the organizers, uh, but it's it's you know sponsored by uh, New Dimension Comics, which is the the, the company I work for, um, and you know they put this on. This is the fourth year, and um, it was in a new location this year, and that was huge. yeah, it was. Yeah. I mean, literally and figuratively, I mean, it yeah. really. I think it really changed the tone yeah. of the show because the the last um, location was the old Century Three Mall, which was in. Uh, serious disrepair and yeah. and uh physically and um you know it's it's uh reputation yeah <laughs> was in disrepair i mean for many years it's just you know just been a, a joke of a location and um you know they were uh the, the the building itself was finally shut down i think condemned is probably the better word for it yeah <laughs>
3: Put out of its misery.
1: Yes, <laughs> if it was a if it was a horse, we would have shot it like five <laughs> times already. Um, but no, I, it was. Uh, in fact, I was telling Link on the way here. We were talking about the show a little bit, and um, you know, everyone that I talked to was uh, they were excited about the new location, and um, the, it was a, like I said, it was just like a, a whole the the just the tone of f- of the show, just like it was just like a whole new show.
2: I feel like if there was two. Two major improvements, in which our and and there's a follow up to one of them, but two major improvements that really helped this year was the location for sure. Um, they, you know, it was that it's an old Macy's building, um, but man, they had, you know, air conditioning, mm-hmm. you know, a, a clean facility. It was close to food, you know, like if you wanted to walk out and grab pizza at Permane's, you know, like yeah. it was everything was right there. There was tons of parking, you know, like all of it was like great, you know, like the location. Um, The other thing that I I thought was um, definitely helped its success was switching the weekends. Okay. Even though it was on Mother's Day, Mm -hmm. which a lot of people had had issue with. um, It, they, year after year, they were running up against all the other um, Comic-Cons You know, the summer or the spring Comic-Cons. and Mm -hmm. Especially Motor City, I think, was the one that...
1: That's always the big one.
2: When you're trying to get a good guest list and they've already been loyal to another show for so many years, like, you're trying to pull them. Mm -hmm. And they're like, no, I know I'm going to do well in Motor City. I don't want to try something else. Well, now they... all All these creators had the opportunity to try another show because they weren't, you know, doubled up. Right. So... Um, I think that helped, like, the guest list was way better. The guest list, I didn't get to go, but it looked awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, that definitely helped. And I know that you had already said uh, to answer to the Mother's Day um, thing that next year's show is going to be at the end of May.
1: Yeah, uh, because next year is uh, um, May 2020 has five weekends in it. Okay. And so... Right now, tentatively, the show is scheduled for the last weekend of May. I think it's the thirtieth and
2: thirty-first. Which then frees it up in both respects. So, Mm -hmm. you know, like that's I like that about a show too when, um, when they, you know, when they recognize the problems and they deal with them. Mm -hmm. You know, like that's huge. So I think this year has been uh, Three Rivers Con has been excellent.
1: Yeah, and 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 next year is year five, so we're we're definitely. Excited for...
2: so I was thinking. I'm like, already? For that. <laughs> I know. It's, it's hard to believe it's been five years. Um, I keep coming back as different things for the show. Like, every year, like
1: I... <laughs> like a disguise. <laughs> yeah,
2: I do. I feel like, yeah, like I'm in disguise or whatever. But um, I had the opportunity to uh, uh, represent two groovy toys at their booth. Which well, I thought was pretty cool. So mm-hmm. I actually was set up as a vendor this year. Which, um, you know, I've I've set up at toy shows and stuff like that. But like this is a Comic Con, and I'm like, this is my, these are these are the people I know for you know like mm-hmm. I usually am set up with my artwork and right. prints and stuff, whatever, and you know, and now I'm like oh, I'm over here and. Vent in the vendor land, you know yeah. <laughs> but and, and
1: and you had a corner you had a corner booth too yeah we were
2: rocking it yeah, you had the, yeah the two tables um, beside uh caliber yeah we were beside caliber comics yeah I was like whoa like we're yeah like we had i felt like we were on main street mm-hmm. right there you had a really good location we i did. think you were kind of like and we di- had, diagonal from i think was it action lab action lab you were like like and scott mcdaniel uh black black box yeah Yeah, Um, they were both right in front of us. So like I, I was like, we're in a really good spot. Yeah. Like I was really happy with that. Um, and you know, um, Bob from Too Groovy was, he was actually able to come down and actually check it out. Yeah, I saw
1: him on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And he was very excited about about everything, and he was happy our booth looked good. I was like, all right, cool. (laughs) So, um, that was, that was that was pretty cool.
1: Um, Link, you want to hear something funny? Yeah. So there's a uh, you know there's probably uh what do you say conservatively maybe a, a dozen there maybe there were like a dozen uh comic dealers there. Yeah. A pretty good number. Conservative, yeah. Maybe more. Yeah, but there at least was i would say there are at least yeah. a dozen. Uh, which I think was a pretty good number for us for this year. Yeah. Um all these comic uh vendors and uh, uh the um Mark Nathan from Baltimore Comic Con oh, was yeah. there, right? Yeah. Um all these great dealers. Who do I buy comics from? <laughs>
2: Scott. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, see how we feed off of each other like. Yeah. Dan, <laughs> the Dan guy re- I
1: see all the time.
2: Dan <laughs> recommends comics for me to buy on an episode. Yeah, I give him my money. <laughs> and then he and then he buys comics back from me. Yeah. yeah. So, that's amazing. Yeah. Well, I had I I, I was going to say how would you make out? I had the best deal in town, I feel, because so I mm. had I have all these comics that I had been yeah. wanting to move for years and um so I put them all out and I I did a uh, dollar sale. Mm-hmm. But then I also did like if you buy 10, it's only $5. Oh, so like okay. and then everybody's like, "Well, I got to buy 10." Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so and and there were actually a couple people though that were like, "I bought 7, it's fine." You know, and they're like, "Give me $7." I'm like, "Alright, whatever." Mm-hmm. But yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. "Wait, I, I
1: bought 10 and you charged me 20." Wait a minute. <laughs> I
2: know you bought more than 10. Yeah. I hooked you up. He did. He hooked me. He gave me a deal. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, we were clean, we were cleaning mm-hmm. out, cleaning out boxes. Like I, I brought nine long boxes and I left with five. It's awesome. Five boxes. So, mm-hmm. and I don't, and I, and that's why I almost, you know, I don't know the other vendors. Well, I had a vendor come over to me and he was like, he's like, this is good stuff. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, if you ever want to sell your stuff, let me know. He's like, I'll buy it from you and I'll give you more money. And yeah. I'm like, what? Yeah. And I'm like, hold on now. I was like, but this is like for me, this is almost like a uh phase one because I have a lot of books that I do wanna yeah. actually get rid of. So this is just stuff that I knew I could part with easily yeah. without even looking too much. Um, you know, just thin it thin it down. But now the hard part comes where I have yeah. all these I have all these short boxes that I that I need to go through and actually um you know price appropriately yeah. and do like the mm-hmm. right kind of right. thing they're going to be like um,
3: talking about you for the next time like look out for
1: that kind of yeah. crazy deals yeah <laughs> yeah he's to yeah. a he's, he's, gonna run insane. Of this. he's yeah. undercutting everybody <laughs> undercutters we, comics
2: we can't make money out of undercutter out here. comics yeah no those guys the funny thing they don't care because the vendors walk over and they're like holy cow and they start just piling up books. Yeah, and mm-hmm. then they walk over to their table and start and they're like, yeah, they and they're repricing <laughs> it. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. I don't care though because
1: you're still making the money you want to
2: make, right? Yeah. The trans the translation, and I'm saying this for anybody out there, but if you're going to take your books to a comic book store, they're not going to offer you that much. Yeah, but if you if you set up at a show on a weekend and do a low deal like that, yeah, that's what, yeah, you're that's still what, making way more than you would get offered at a comic exactly. shop. Exactly. That's
1: what we used so, to for a long time. That's what yeah. you and I used to do. When, right. When uh, when Steel City Con was still more of a, a little bit more of a toy and comic show yeah. and less of a celebrity show like it is now. Yeah. We we went out there. We used to make our money back, our table money back, like yeah. the first day, I mean, and that the rest was, the rest of the weekend was all gravy.
2: That's actually when I discovered that little uh, the ten for five deal. Man, it gets people digging like they'll, they'll, oh, yeah. they'll look at everything mm-hmm. and then I also had a box full of uh, graphic novels for and I just said five dollars uh, a graphic novel and I also had some novels too that I was like oh, a buck a piece mm-hmm. and like people were eating it up so so, weirdly
1: now that wait I'm thinking about this okay so my, it was like I think the last time that uh, like you and I shared a table at, Steel, at a Steel City Con and that's how I, we met um, Elizabeth yeah. Dasher and she Chip. kept, she, yeah. Well, yeah. I, well, I didn't meet Chip at the time? That's right. But Chip was there with a with a transformer. He was selling transformers. Yeah. And and um, but th- that's how we met Elizabeth, and we became yeah. friends. Like she gave us her her business card, and yeah. we kept in touch because she kept coming over and buying a lot of stuff from me. Right. And um, she's how I got in to New Dimension Comics. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that's a, it's it's funny because all these things run together. Like so. You know, too, the whole reason I got the Too Groovy booth, you know, to represent um, was because Too Groovy was having their toy show the same Saturday. Yeah. So, uh, John and Bob worked it out, and they're basically like, well, look, you guys get a table, we'll get a table, you know, and they swapped. Mm-hmm. And they're like, we'll do some cross-advertising, you know, it'll be awesome, we'll push both shows up. And it, I think for the most part, it worked. Um, you know, but everybody was happy on that deal. But then Chip, uh, from New Dimension, was actually representing the Three Rivers Con over at the Two Groovy Toy Show. Right. So they, that was the trade-off, in, yeah, like Mirror Worlds, you know. Yeah. But Chip is still, you know. It's just, yeah, it's just funny how it's, it's,
1: it's like this yeah. whole, our whole community is very, very yeah. small. Like, is it, it is like, when, when you figure out when you start like kind of like doing like a family tree type of thing. It like, is. Oh my God. And I think <laughs> like
2: I don't mind wearing different hats honestly mm-hmm. like i think it's fun you know i'm you just waiting for you to open
1: people. your own store man oh the dream <laughs>
2: yeah the dream mm-hmm. yeah well let's talk to todd let's see what we can. Yeah. <laughs> let's make it happen yeah um yep the yeah. uh
1: ndc undercutter special <laughs> yeah
2: <laughs> yeah yeah well mm-hmm. he has 50 cent sales yeah yeah and he kills so mm-hmm. sometimes yeah yeah but uh uh yeah, I mean he has a few more books than I do. Just you know? a few. Yeah, it's I mean, psh, <laughs> you know, a couple more long boxes. Yeah, just a few. Um, but yeah, it was also great seeing a lot of people. Um, shout out, shout outs to Barry Link. Yep. And uh, Paul from McSauce. Yep. Yeah, yeah, Paul. yeah. I I, I uh, hung out with McGinty. With,
1: yeah, Paul. I I saw Paul a lot this weekend. It was a lot of fun hanging yeah. out with him. Yeah. Um. Our uh, our compatriot uh, Sean Atkins was there. Yeah, with, Sean. uh Seth Franzoli. Oh I've yeah. <laughs> yeah. seen Franz in, a, in an age. <laughs> in and, a Coons age, yeah. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> I forget. Um, Man, just it so many people. Awesome. DJ Kaufman was there. Yeah. Shane Ronzio. Um, Gary Morgan. Yeah. Don Simpson. Ron Friends.
2: Um, Hack. Hack. Yeah, Robert, Ro- Hack. Robert Hack. That was great, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it was like a hit list. It really was. There was tons of, tons of people, Mm -hmm. uh, of varying shapes and sizes and (laughs) and talents. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Um, and uh, yeah, it was just. I I think everyone had had a good time that weekend. Um, No, no big uh, big problems or nothing. Like I was again, I was telling Link, like nothing that would have wouldn't have happened at any other show. Yeah. Like it was all just normal con stuff
2: yeah you know um i'd also say there was a good cosplay scene there yeah yeah we had a lot of cosplay um it seems like that has found its place in the shows mm -hmm. you know like remember on in the early days of cosplayers like well they're just getting in the way and everybody they were just annoying yeah like (laughs) everybody's in the in the aisles we're trying to sell you know like we're trying to sell our stuff, well, and they're just standing there. People
1: would stop cosplayers and take pictures of Actually, them. Actually, the
2: photographer's fault. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. not really their fault. But
1: now you know? cosplayers have the, like now they, they have their own tables. They have their own tables. There's like there was a photographer set up at, at Jeff Zoet had his yeah yeah Jeff yeah. Zoet had his own corner where he had a boot like a where cosplayers could just get their picture taken. Yeah. I don't mm-hmm. think he was charging. I, think I don't he think was, so either. I think it he was just a, I, I think it was understood that he would. Maybe use these photos for yeah. promotional purposes, yeah. or yeah. just to put online or whatever. Right, but um, yeah, so it's like now they're like you said, cosplayers have for, a place to go.
2: For him too, it's to find maybe find new talent. Yeah, um, he actually—if you may know this—but he actually did the Danger Girl covers a few years ago. Oh, okay, which was how I even discovered who he was. I, mean, I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. Um, Colin told me because I was just buying it. I'm like, these are these are these covers are awesome. He's like, yeah, he's a, he shops here at Pittsburgh comics. And I'm like, what? He's like, I'm like, wait, yeah. Pittsburgh guy doing, you know, yeah. danger girl image comics, you know, covers. I'm like, what? And yeah, it's legit, mm-hmm. you know, and he's very talented as far as like Photoshop and all that too. Yeah.
1: No, his, his, his work's great. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So yeah, good times. Yeah. Good weekend.
1: So yeah. so now we're just going to get to work Plan in year five, hopefully, yeah, bigger and better things, and hopefully we're back in the same location. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, (laughs) the future. Anything could happen.
2: Yeah, anything could happen. (laughs) I have, I have all the faith in you guys too for (laughs) it. So yeah, I'm excited for
3: next year. Yeah, we'll make a point to being there. Yeah, assuming it's it's still you know out where I can get to. Yeah, you better better (laughs) show us on (laughs) the bus line. Yeah.
1: Well, next year we need to have a uh, a CBP table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. So
2: that's the only thing that was missing. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, we need the we we need and a presence. A, and our podcast panel was uh, was missed too. I think maybe.
1: Yeah, I didn't get to. Um, that was the one thing I I I wish I had had a little bit more time. I was running all over the place. Yeah. But um, I, I didn't really have a firm handle on uh, how the panels went. I, yeah. I guess they went okay, and um. It seemed like there were some pretty good, you know, the, the 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 topics we had. You know, we're trying to switch everything up a little bit from year to year, so it's not the same old, yeah. you know, thing. But yeah, yeah, maybe next year we'll revisit the yeah for sure, you know, podcasting panel and yeah. So, um, what else have we got to talk
2: about? You had a question for us, I think. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Speaking of podcasting, right? yeah. <laughs> Speaking of good, reviews, good segue. Ah, yeah, there yeah. you go.
1: So yeah, this this question uh, came to me. Um, so, and, and, you know, what is it like for you guys now? To and and like maybe it's a little different for you because you haven't. Been, well, no, well, you yeah. you, were, you were do you were podcasting yeah. some years. Yeah, you yeah. were podcasting before <laughs> even. Yeah. yeah, I forgot about. It. Yeah, I'm sorry, <laughs> I, I misspoke. <laughs> so as as podcasters, as people that you know critically look at comics and other medium, but specifically, I guess in this case, comics, what's it like to read comics for you now as a, like, can you separate being a critic versus being a fan or have like, has this (laughs) show has, (laughs) has has podcasting ruined reading comics for you?
3: (laughs) I, 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 personally don't think a lot has changed. I know that I, will hate read something <laughs> yeah <laughs> because yeah. we have a show to talk about it on um i think otherwise there'd be a lot more books i would just be like yeah i know i'm dropping this but like heroes in crisis or stuff like that's a good example where i'd be like well
2: it's good discussion material it's good discussion material
3: yeah. it's important to the greater whole of you know whatever might be going yeah. on um but if you know i'm not liking it I I could just peace out if I wasn't on a show. Oh yeah, <laughs> for like, oh. Sure. Mm.
2: Yeah, um, I went through an era. Like I'm, I can't say that I'm doing this currently, but I went through uh, a couple of years where, if it was a number one, I was buying it because I was like, we could talk about this. That uh, too. There's that. Right, too. and yeah. it catches you, and you're like, oh no, I'm buying all this stuff, and I don't even, I don't even like this book, <laughs> and why am I buying? Yeah. And I'm I'm just buying them just to bring them on to talk about them. And so I try to be a little more discerning about that. Until um,
3: Dan tells you about any number th- one. Advice. Yeah, <laughs> until Dan says to buy
2: it and then yeah. I'm like, "All right, fine." Um, but Yeah. Yeah, I, I, not so much I'm, anymore.
1: I'm kind I'm kind of the same way as as far as like the, you know, but I th- I think my motivation's a little different. It's for me um because I I think for a while like we in the earlier days of the show, it felt like like week after week we were or, you know we we kind of got into a rut like talking about the same books over yeah. and over and, right, and I think we recognize that, and we I feel like we both made attempts to try and read I think like, that's to branch why. out and read different things yeah. and so yeah, so there's there's that like you think, oh you say oh new number one i'll I'll grab it, but sometimes I will you know just you know just grab anything and just read it and see like, oh that looks interesting, yeah, you know um. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of the same in, in the same way. Link, I like I'll 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 read something expecting to not like it. Mm-hmm. Um, case in point, like yep. last episode when I was talking about Savage Avengers, number one. Um, or um, even uh, even uh, War of the Realms. I, yeah. I I wouldn't say I expected to not like it, but I think my opinion of events. Is so low these days. That's totally fair. That yeah. I I expect. I just thought it was going to yeah. be like just garbage, and now I'm I'm like it's I'm amazed when a when a comic brings me joy.
2: It actually it makes me feel good. And it's yeah. And to add to war the war of the realms, it like having read uh, didn't he, he started Avengers over again with the. Um, through the ages, kind of, the Avengers from yeah, the 1, million 1 million B.C., BC yeah. Yeah, in and, and that era. And then um, he touched on some something else in the War of the Realms. Oh, the Thor, you know, with uh, Jane as Thor. Yeah. And mm-hmm. the way he's picking up those uh, story threads and putting it into War of the Realms, I'm like, this is great. Like I, uh, Because I dropped out of reading uh, that Avengers book, mm-hmm. you know, and then, and I read the, um, you know, the ending for, for, for Thor, for yep. Jane. Yep. And, um, now to see it come back and like, kind of, you know, like I get to revisit it and I don't have to know that, but I, but it's an added bonus that he's putting it in there. Yeah. So it's like, this is cool. you know. <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean like, um, so like that, that's a good for instance. So I wouldn't have picked that book up if you hadn't mentioned it again. Mm-hmm. Um, but now that I now that I am, I'm like, oh, this is nice. So, like, that's the podcast helping, yeah, uh, you know, get the word out, even if it's between us. Well, what about yeah.
1: like reading so. stuff that you even like podcast or no stuff that you would normally read, but now that, but since you are you know have been podcasting for ten years, can you can you read anything and still and still like. Can you read it as a fan and as a critic, or can you only read so what it? I,
2: so what I do usually is I read what I read my pile of books. Sometimes it is based on like I know we have a show coming up, what books uh, might have some sort of conversational merit. Mm-hmm. So then I'll read those first, and then, um, but then they'll sit in a pile, and then I'll go through that pile again and say. Well, what do I have? I actually have something to say about it. If I don't have anything to say about it, I just don't bring it. Yeah. So then it, it kind of whittles itself down, but I don't read them with the intention of, like, I'm going to, uh, you know, do a, a review of this book. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like an assignment. It is more like, so it's still trying to enjoy it as a fan, but now I have something to say about it. So you it.
1: can still read something with two different. Yeah. I you
2: know. think keeping in. in in the spirit of how we started the show that we would just get together and talk about books. Yeah. And we didn't really, you know, it was just like, hey, did you read this? Hey, did you read this one? Okay. You know, we didn't didn't go in with like, here's our set list. We have to read these. Right. So I try to keep it that way. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's good. Try to be a a rock in an (laughs) ever-moving... <laughs> you know, river. No, I don't know. I don't know what that is. But, uh, <laughs> no, I, but, you I, know, I, yeah, yeah,
3: I get, I get what you're saying. I, yeah. I try to treat it the same way. Yes.
2: Yeah, because yeah, you it, still read what you like. Yeah. And, and the good thing about that is you bring, then you bring something different to the show that nobody else brings. Yeah. Which is awesome. Because if we, yeah, if we all read the same book, like, you know, I mean, there's, mm-hmm. you know, you can have a, uh, book review night, you know, like, yeah. hey, we're all gonna read this book. right? But, yeah.
1: I I just think I, I think there was a there were like there was a few years there, like I said, when we first started out when you and I were almost reading like the exact same books <laughs> yeah. with maybe like two <laughs> or three books as the outliers. But we were both reading like New Avengers and, and yeah. Ultimate Spider-Man and yeah. you know there was a lot of and, and, and those were good books at the time yeah. and of yeah. like powers and well oh boy those are all Bendis so you're books. just reading Bendis yeah, okay wait a minute <laughs> uh, you're welcome Bendis um, but yeah and I think there were more books than just Bendis but um, but yeah you know what I mean like we I, I feel like we we were talking about a lot of the same books and it and it got a little you know little repetitive yeah so it so yeah and and, in that in that respect it kind of forced us to look for things outside Mm -hmm. of the of the norm and it certainly it certainly helps that we get all those review books yeah because yeah
3: yeah, you have no shortage of stuff
1: right yeah and and you can and what's nice is it's like it's risk-free because we're not spending any money on it Mm -hmm. it's just, right. you know, reading a PDF of a, of a comic. Yeah, and, and, it,
3: and you're not being forced to review them either. You're just... Yeah. Just, here's things. If you would like to say something nice about them, feel free. Right, or if you Uh-oh. if you or, f- or, feel strongly or, <laughs> yeah. that the this is way. awful <laughs> yeah. and you really want to say... Then, and then we lose access to all our image books. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> <laughs> everything, everything we get is Shut awesome. Shut
1: down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, the Beyonders. Yeah, no. yeah. <laughs> Um, okay. Yeah, I was just curious. I, it seemed like a, an interesting, and yeah. like I said, for for those you know, for us guys that have been doing this for a while, it's you know, I just wondered if there was a if there was a, a point where you know you only where we stopped
2: enjoying yeah. the books. So so I, I a, don't think so.
3: So I have a question for you guys, since you you guys both have more. I mean, you guys draw. I yeah. don't really draw. Um, do you are you more critical of the art? Because you're on the show now? Because you have a, a mm. show? Or would you still be critical of it if you were just talking?
1: Hmm. Well, I think we we definitely would... Before we started the show, we would definitely discuss, you know, whenever we would talk about the books, whenever we just got to... Cause, well, it's funny, because whenever we did get together and talk about our comics, like, we were almost always drawing. Yeah. Okay. So, So, yeah, art definitely... Has had a, a a big part of yeah, you know
2: in in, in the I guess yeah the, back in the, the discussion. We were our sketchbooks too, and yeah, sit there and we work would sit
1: at a Panera bread for mm-hmm. yeah. two or three hours and yeah. sketch and talk about comics and yeah. um and yeah, and since we're both artists, um I you know and, and it's one of those things where like I, I I have to tread carefully personally because clearly I'm not a professional neither well, was a yeah, professional yeah, artist. so it's right. like so y- you you want to tread carefully and and you know with the understanding like well this person is at least getting prof- you know he's getting paid professional work yeah um you know what am i doing i'm you know sitting here sketching in a in a notepad <laughs> um, and uh but but still i I, f- I feel like there are certain even though we're not professionals i i feel like you know between being you know between being artists and having read comics for 30 plus years, like the the combination, like we have like more of an eye Mm -hmm. for things that maybe stand out that are really good or maybe really bad or just a little off that maybe Mm -hmm. someone might, someone else might not catch Mm -hmm. because they don't have the same, because we, you know, to, to a certain extent, like we've been trained yeah, yeah. In, you know, in in varying degrees of you know, of art and drawing and draftsmanship and perspective and um not only trained, you know, in the you know, an actual educational system, but you know, we've we've done, you know, books and tutorials and and we've mm-hmm. we've learned from other friends and other professionals and um so yeah, I th- I feel like we definitely um at least me personally I, I don't I won't speak for Scott but I feel like I definitely have a more critical eye yeah. towards towards a book's art
2: okay you know well I think yeah I think just being artist too is uh you then have that method of expression too where um, I well, I was thinking my thought process is so we would sit there and draw and talk about comics, but we were also in a way kind of maybe regurgitating what you know like we're expressing you know vocally and you know little you know like drawing on paper yeah um what we saw okay so because I know I do this and and this is how I know I'm not always like I'm probably more of an amateur sometimes (laughs) than I am a professional but I'll I'll draw something I'll be like well that looks like a John Romita drawing (laughs) you know or or it looks like you know, I still. You know, like uh, I just did an Eric Larson face. You can tell who you're aping. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Or, yeah, or that's a Jim Lee chin. You know what I mean? Like you start doing things, and you're like, oh, I totally just drew it like that guy from, well, you know, from this issue because mm-hmm. well, that's it's stuck thing. in your head.
1: Well, we also grew up. I mean, part of us learning how to draw was um, looking at the art that we liked, yeah, and sometimes tracing it, and then eventually learning how to yeah. draw. But in it's that like method, a, and you know.
2: You're absorbing it at the same rate as you're absorbing the words on the page. So right. you're, mm-hmm. you know, um, yeah, I don't know. So then, it just comes back. It comes back out that way too. Mm-hmm. Um, that'd be that'd be a fun experiment to try to sit here and draw stuff while we're, uh, you know, talking. But I don't know if that <laughs> I don't know if that would really work. I feel like that. it would, we, we, but uh, we probably wouldn't do either very well. So it'd as far as <laughs> would um, be too distracted. As far as critical, like, um, you know, on our last show when we were talking about Terry Moore's art. Yeah. And <clears throat> we start to, you know, I I start to notice subtleties in his art because I've examined his art so much. Mm-hmm. Um, and over the years that, yeah, it does become like a part of the uh, process. Um, okay. To not, not only just enjoy the story, but also look at like... What he, what he did, how, you know, why, mm-hmm. um, pacing, all that stuff. Or like we were mm-hmm. saying about uh, Naomi was a good example. Yep. Yeah. You know, like splash pages. And I think back to how Bendis first started. Bendis was an illustrator writer, mm-hmm. and um, he had a lot of that back then. And I know he even handed off uh, thumbnail scripts to the artist. So he'd say, I think it should look like this mm-hmm. and he would hand it off. So I assume he still probably does that to some degree. Yeah. But you know, when I see what he's doing in that book with Naomi, I think back to when he started and when he was at Pittsburgh comic con, yeah, you know, that's with right. jinx and stuff like that. <laughs> and you know, yeah. So then you start to like, think of the whole body of work that he has done mm-hmm. and then like where his influences come from as far as, uh, maybe how how much of his hand is on that page okay you, know? I got you. Yeah. so but i i can see it more in that book than i would say um maybe superman where he maybe he lets the artist do more of the um you know the layouts and stuff like that mm-hmm. so then you get a sense of like his you know how personal is the story to him that, yeah you know so or like which artist he chooses like I know we're making this a Bendis thing, but uh, <laughs> but he but he is very conscious of that. Like, yeah. like he's a good example too of he picks he'll pi- he'll write a story to the strengths of an artist too. Yeah, he's yeah, so he, then I look for that. He he definitely so,
1: has the uncanny ability to really team himself up with yeah. artists that really like, like you said. It's yeah the the artist is definitely um, brings out the best of you know mm-hmm. whatever book he's writing right you know
2: yeah so yeah so yeah critical yeah <laughs> but in a good way yeah i yeah. would say critical okay. c- critical but yeah. fair but fair
1: i mean yeah. it's not like we're just like uh this art sucks <laughs> and and the, you know not ex- explain why yeah you know i feel like we at least can articulate a little <laughs> a little better sometimes
2: yeah sometimes we can't articulate yeah. at all yeah sometimes <laughs> it just goes into the filter yeah <laughs> Sometimes we're just a bunch of
1: bunch of dumb dumb dumbs. <laughs>
2: well, you even said, yeah. Um, uh, no, I forgot his name. Mike uh, Diodato. Diodato Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Even his art and how it changes. Yeah, and, and like oh my god, his Catwoman stuff from the '90s is like completely different from what he was oh, I doing. Remember, well, yeah, I mean, that. yeah. His,
1: his evolution. I mean, if 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 you trace it back, I mean. When he was on Wonder Woman, he looked like a Jim yeah. Lee clone. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, he, as an artist, I mean, he just, yeah, he's a great example of someone who's just yeah. evolved. Yeah. And he's changed with with the times. Yeah. Um, now, same with, um, I, I heard, uh, oh, I was on the way, um, when I was driving around today, I was listening to the McSauce podcast, and um, Matt was talking about the, remember the Mark Wade Ron Garney, Captain America book from the I think it was like the late 90s early 2000s maybe it was Captain America Sentinel of Liberty yeah and Ron Garney's style it it was such a like a clean classic look um and and now and and he he's doing he's adopted more of a really like a like when he was doing Daredevil uh, just a couple years ago with I think Charles Soule yeah um he, he he was doing like a really he, like a heavy line like a heavy yeah. ink like a like a blockier yeah. daredevil and it's just um and now i think he's doing like he's doing one of the conan books yeah which is you know of course he's you know you're going to adapt your style for the book so conan is not a clean book yeah he's going to look more scratchy and oh, yeah. raggedy and rough and so yeah, sometimes the, I think the artists naturally evolve. Sometimes I think they they evolve for what they're working on, or they yeah. adapt for what they're working on. And sometimes it's a, maybe a little yeah. column A, a little column B. Yeah. Um, and then yeah. there's you know, and then there's some artists that don't 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 change at all. Yeah. Or they change very slightly. Like look at like Arthur Adams, John. Like so some like more of the classic guys like yeah. uh, George Perez. Yeah. Um, yeah. John Byrne, like yeah. you said, Art Adams, um, Min- Mignola. Yeah. I mean, they've been rocking their own personal styles yeah. for thirty, forty years, and and it's comforting in a way because you can you can look at a page or you can look at a cover and you can be like Mignola. Yeah, yeah. you don't even have to look for you know, the signature. You can be like Byrne. Yeah, you know, um, Rick Leonardi's on. Art. He's I feel like he one. hasn't changed. Uh, he Scott McDaniel, evil. yeah, McDaniel. You know, I mean, all these guys, um, like I said, yeah, like these guys from the seventies, eighties, nineties. Yeah, they they've maintained their style. Yeah, and and like I said, yeah, maybe they've uh, changed it, like just ever so slightly. Yeah, but you can still pick out like a
2: classic. You know who's artist. an artist? Is Greg Capullo uh, has had a great uh, change in style. Like, yeah, it's slight, but. Yeah, I mean he was a McFarlane clone when he first started, and that's mm-hmm. pretty much it because mm-hmm. he got the job because, you know, he's McFarlane wanted to step away from the art. Well, no, remember he he
1: or started he even do? he started even earlier. He or started was Sam on and Twitch. He, no, he started on um, X Force. Oh, and 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 even before that, I think he was on Quasar. Oh man. Yeah, Jared actually what? reminded me of that.
2: Oh man, I have to look that. Yeah, up. Yeah,
1: Jer- um, Greg, Greg Capullo was on Quasar. I probably have some of those. And. And then he was on X Force later. Yeah. And again, he was a little bit. I, I don't want to say he was a Jim Lee clone, but he, but every. i McFarlane. Well, he he, he it was he was I think he leaned still leaned more Jim Lee than McFarlane, yeah. because all of his, all of his uh, characters they they all have those like square jaws that yeah. like Jim Lee draws. Oh yeah. And, um, yeah, just just like Google search some like Greg Capullo X Force or yeah, something okay. like that. Some, even just the but covers, I,
2: I do feel like but, now. But um, you're right. Well, like when he went on Spawn, yeah, he definitely went more McFarlane. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but now, I mean, with his Batman stuff, he he has his own style. Yeah. Like I don't mm-hmm. I don't mistake it for anyone else. You know? mm. Absolutely. So, yeah. That's kind of that is kind of cool. Yeah.
1: So. <laughs> Very cool. A little art little art lesson a little tonight. art talk <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> comic art pit <laughs> um, well, does anyone have anything else I think we're we're closing in on an hour we can start wrapping yeah. things
2: up we we aren't going to talk about Game of Thrones right no. I mean,
1: yeah I mean I don't I mean well I have a strong opinion I don't I say.
2: I, I don't have I mean okay.
1: I
3: I think everything that's been said has been said elsewhere just read it point. on the internet yeah. everybody's yeah.
1: expressed their opinion yeah yeah, yeah I, I I have i I'm like two seasons well now I think three seasons behind, but I'm I'm at the point where and the same with The Walking Dead, like I don't care. Like yeah. I'll just I'll wait till the sh- like the next day or like later that night and I'll be just like, Ah, I wonder what happened I in that don't episode. Care. And yeah. I'll just spoil it for myself. So I I know everything that happened <laughs> mm-hmm. in the last couple episodes of Game of Thrones. Yeah. I'm like, Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I, I don't it feels like the, just binge the it sometime.
3: The yeah. epilogue for Game of Thrones is sort of like that where it was it's a good episode, but, like, nothing really happens. Like, you could just, like, somebody could tell you on the stream. You're like, oh, Well, you know cool. what they... Yeah. <laughs> my,
2: that's probably my only opinion, is that maybe episodes five and six should have been on the same night. I they, felt yeah, that it should, would have flowed better.
3: They, yeah. A, a lot of people said that that was, like, a really boring finale. I was like, Yeah. But you're not wrong.
0: But if they put it's them together, it's it, a yeah. yeah, yeah. Probably if you make it just a, for the story a flow. Three
2: three-hour epic. Then it would have been like whoa. Yeah, they probably. Know? I mean, for but, for everyone
1: that that stuck with that series for as yeah. long as they did, they should have given them like a big blowout. Yeah.
3: I'm surprised. that... Yeah, they were like, oh, they each episodes like 10 minutes longer this season. I was like, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I was like, you're not going to do enough? like a, oh. a movie length finale.
1: Enough? Yeah, yeah, like oh, whoop, they do. Yeah. I <laughs> mean. Geez, Sherlock episodes are what, like
2: an hour and a half, yeah, two they're hours? Like, yeah. Yeah. They're like movie well, length. Well they are movies, yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah.
1: So but, oh well. So our our official stance on Game of Thrones is we have no official stance on Game of Thrones.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um yeah. I thought it was a good show. Yeah. Didn't need it a a good enough ending. Yeah, good good enough <laughs> yeah. is a great way to good, good enough. enough. Yeah.
1: I, I'm I I think I'm looking forward to uh, at some maybe a few years from now. Just I'm just gonna start it from the beginning mm-hmm. and yeah. just rewatch it, yeah. like without all the hype and without yeah. everyone posting before opinions they, before and before the prequel articles
3: before the five spinoffs and like,
1: yeah. three yeah. movies. <laughs> yeah, my my opinion of the of uh, when I heard about the Game of Thrones prequels is the same as I like when I heard about um, the when they were gonna do the Hobbit movies right after yeah. like the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Mm-hmm. I'm like. Why? Yeah. Like yeah, we just spent the last few years yeah. going through all this, and it's like,
3: or that there's like four different Star Wars prequel trilogies yeah. planned. You're like,
1: yeah, really? I'm like, ah, <laughs> I don't care. Someone <laughs> out yeah. there, someone out there cares. It's not me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm but not I'll still sure end I up is. watching it. I will. <laughs> <too>. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're all we're like, we don't care, and then we're all like but I'm going to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: but we have to for the show, right?
1: Oh, yeah, That's... for the show. Yeah, <laughs> it, would be, it would be irresponsible yeah. of us to not watch it. We have to. Yeah, we have to. <laughs> yeah, We're contractually obligated.
2: <laughs> you know, for uh, going back to that topic, I will say, um, I felt like I was watching Heroes for that reason at that time. Oh, when yeah. When Heroes was on the air. Yikes. I I was like... Oh, do we need content this week? Yeah, yeah, let me just watch Heroes. If
3: you want to complain about Game of Thrones, go watch Heroes. Yeah, come on, people!
2: Like <laughs> mm-hmm. this is this is the golden age right now. I, um,
1: I love that that one that thing that was going around like. It said, uh, for, for all you people complaining about Game of Thrones, like, y'all never watched Dexter yeah. drive his boat into a hurricane with the body of his yeah. dead sister yeah. next to him and yeah. so he could go be a, a lumberjack in Oregon. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, my God, it's so I, true.
2: And I'll say this, too, since you saw the end of Game of Thrones, yeah. right? So the last five minutes of the show, I won't say what happened, but it, they could have played Don't Stop Believing." nice <laughs> yeah by soprano you know for the sopranos yeah, I mean, yeah. it could it could have gone the same you know, Yeah. basically like yeah that's pretty much the same <laughs> so it's funny
1: how much um how uh the the finale has um dug up so much uh love and hate for other show finales. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like so many people were like, the talking about Lost and Battle, like the finale of Seinfeld, Battlestar yeah. Galactica and The battle Sopranos. Star yeah. And like now there's all these lists, you know, t- the 10 best finales the and best the 10 finales. worst finales. Yeah. And I'm like, Ugh, yeah. N- none of this matters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It doesn't matter. Just digging up old wounds. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and you know what? But it, 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 all it does is it serves to remind me that. Like in retrospect, I'm like, I didn't think the Sopranos finale was that bad. And no, it wasn't. And a, and, and and after like rewatch, like the last time I rewatched Battlestar, I'm like, I didn't think that that finale I, was that bad either. I even. actually
2: really liked that. I ending, did. So. Well, we're in weird too. room. Yeah, yeah, I liked that one. Yeah, I thought it was appropriate for the show. hmm Like on thematically and everything. So yep. Yeah, I actually had this discussion already uh, this okay. week too. You're like, yeah. I've been here, done this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all the all the uh, different endings. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, I will also say, Fringe had the best ending of a show ever. I've not,
1: I've, I've not seen
2: Fringe. Yeah, so I don't, it's don't just, see I, it's a very satisfying. I
3: can't, okay. you're, you're gonna have to whisper it to me later. I can't remember. I watched yeah.
2: it. I can't remember. The thing is, I can't. Remember, I remember walking away from it like, okay. like it was Fair like enough, a, yeah. like a perfectly prepared meal, okay. know, like a, um, just like a basically sigh of really like, they huh. sat, they satisfied this the final seasons plot lines. Yeah. And the overall arcings plot lines. Oh, yeah. I was like, yeah. wow, like they did like, you know, it's always the perfect do that. concert, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
3: But yeah, no, it's it's hard to tell, stick the landing.
2: Yes. Yeah. I oh, yeah. I
3: can't be that upset about that, I guess. I <laughs> can be upset that uh, they rushed it, but Do you think Game <laughs> of Thrones
2: uh when the book finally comes out cuz it's got to do you think it'll hurt the sales or help the sales? I think it's gonna help the sales.
3: Yeah. I think people are gonna wanna see what could have been. Right. Oh
1: yeah. Yeah. That's I gonna be interesting mean, if and when it ever gets finished. It's not like yeah. the plot
3: points are gonna change, but I guess right. how they get there will be right. a little different. So
1: right. they'll just I mean it'll just be it'll be more fleshed out. Yeah.
2: Right. You know. Well you get v- to have more narrative more, fleshed more, out. more yeah. inner more, inner monologue type yeah. narrative right. type stuff too in a book. So Instead of uh, Jon Snow sulks, yeah. Yeah, If John I stop Sloke having l-
3: comics to read, it'll be because I'm reading the Game of Thrones novel. <laughs> <laughs> like, sorry, I didn't read anything. I'm reading George R. R. Martin's, you know, thousand-page masterpieces. Link's gonna be like,
1: sorry, I have to, I have to quit the show. I'm starting my own podcast. <laughs> it's yeah. just the Game of Thrones analysis. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's called Link of Thrones. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. the,
3: the throne Cast. <laughs>
1: And all it is is just a, he just reviews toilets. Yes.
3: <laughs> Comfort levels. Oh, it's like a,
2: yeah, it's a multi.
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: Watching Game of Thrones while on the throne. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right. Well, one, I think once we dive well, once we get into toilet yeah, humor, it's yeah. time to. we've melted down. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're getting punch drunk here. <laughs> all right. So this has been uh, episode 315 of the Comic Book Pit Podcast. I'm your host. Dan Greenwald, and to my right, uh, oh nope, that's my left. (laughs) I don't know my right from my left. On my left, I've got Brandon Link Cop Millward. See ya. And then to my right, yes, right hand of the king. (laughs) No, Scott the Duke Headland.
2: Peace out, people.
1: All right, thanks for listening, and we will see you next
2: time. (laughs) (laughs) Da (laughs) Da 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 da.